Hi, this is Jason Gibson. I'm here with Randy Haas um, for another episode of Service Sharp. We're going to be talking about uh, upgrades and cloning. So I guess we'll get started. Sounds good, yeah. Upgrades and clones are probably a pretty good thing to talk about with ServiceNow because they have a release every six months. And yeah. so every six months, you've got to make the decision, are we going to upgrade now or are we going to wait? I know, most organizations typically skip one, do one, skip one, or what? Yeah. yeah, I've seen it both ways. You know, you've got some companies that don't want to skip one because it is twice the work. So the twice the risk of problems, twice the risk of everything. So... If you can stay at every version, uh, that's great. Maybe I can we can talk about some tips to try and stay at the version uh, current. But most companies I do see that, yeah, they skip. They do it once a year, make sure and get it done. Um, takes a little longer doing it that way each time. Uh, so uh, I will say, though, that the, the faster you can get them done, the better. So you make use of things like ATFs, um, which are the automated testing framework. Uh, those speed speed it up quite a bit, uh, and the more cl- closely you keep it to out of the box, you're going to get a faster upgrade process. Right. We talked about that earlier when we were talking about configs and, right. and customizations. About uh, anytime you add a configuration, um, you're adding some complexity to the upgrade. Now, when you add a customization, that's not because that's part of the existing framework that ServiceNow knows how to account for when it does the upgrade. Correct. That's right. That's right. Absolutely. One of the things that I, I like to try and figure out is, you know, when we're deciding that customization or that configuration, okay, so do we want to own it? Do every time we do an upgrade, do we want twice a year or once a year to go through and make sure that that's still working? Um, and that's that's the business decision, right? I'm not saying that it's always bad, but it is about, you know, whether we want to make that decision. With one of the customers I've worked with is third customer service now. They're the an older instance have been heavily customized. Shoot, it takes nearly two months to do an upgrade. Versus we've got one that's a fairly new, you know, fairly out of the box, uh, minimal customizations, and we can get it done in three weeks. Um, and that's being drastically reduced as we do the automated testing and things to that effect. So I'm really hoping that the next upgrade with that customer, we get it done in a week and a half, two weeks. Well, at that point, you can do two weeks to a year. Yeah, yeah. if you can do it fast enough, you definitely can. Uh, what all things factor into it besides the configurations or the customizations that you've done? What, uh, what else figures into how long it takes to do an upgrade? How many versions back you are? Yeah. Is it the, Does the size of the user base matter? Does that have any complexity or is it just the number of customizations and the number of modules typically the number of customizations number of modules that those are the main those are the main drivers um if you've created a bunch of custom acls and a custom a bunch of custom stuff and on that sphere yes it can be difficult with more people right more roles more things to look at more concerns about this person or that person doesn't have access um, and and those are those are difficult. I think the most one of the most time consuming parts of it is um, the review and you know the the getting the knowledge of what's going on in each upgrade. So Madrid's coming out. What does it include? What do we want to launch? Talking to your customer and saying, hey, do we want to 
make things run better, faster? Do we want to do just the things that are to do that? Or do we want to add some chatbot functionality, right? Do we want to build out the mobile side platform like Madrid has? Those things significantly delay it because you're not just adding, you're not just making things better, you're also including things that are new basic implementations, right? But you have the option to upgrade and then do those as a second piece later on. Yeah, why? but why shock your people? Why shock your... They know you're going to do an upgrade. Might as well throw it all in there and get it get it done once. Uh, there's probably a couple of theories about, <laughs> about how, I, how to do that. I like to add small things, not big things. So, yeah. I mean, it's not like I would, like you would want to add project portfolio management, you know, at the same time because, right. you know, that's, that, that's a big chunk, right? Mm-hmm. But that extra widget or a little change here or there, if you can get that um, as part of the upgrade, if it really is part of the upgrade, right? I mean, we're not talking about, you know, things that are completely off, like the Madrid mobile platform. That'll take a little bit of customization, mm-hmm. not a lot, but it is something that is going to be out of the box anyway. Okay. What else uh, What else do you need to think about when going into the upgrade? What, well, let me go back. One thing that uh, may be confusing to certain people is we talk about ServiceNow having modules, which is different pieces of functionality, mm-hmm. but when you do an upgrade, that is the entire back end. It's you're not just upgrading one module at a time. Right, correct? right. It's so, everything. It's every every one of the modules. Okay. So if you only have the ITSM stuff, it's the ITSM that's going to be uh, improved. If you have ITSM uh, and uh, the IT business management and the IT operations management, if you've got all of it right, mm-hmm. the the upgrade is uh, takes a little more time. Each you know the bigger it gets, more things to look at. Um, so it's important though that that you follow a good solid process to do to do the upgrade, including testing, right? We got to right. internally to your team, but also end users. Okay. Well, let's go ahead and talk about that. <coughs> what should the process be to to do the upgrade? It's actually you know interestingly enough. So you're going to go through different stages, things like uh, research and planning. You know, talking to your customers. Um, you got to prepare the instance, make sure and get everything, uh, all the development wrapped up in the in our your you know test and dev, and then go ahead and do a clone before you do your test or before you upgrade. So you got to get the clone so it's as close to production as possible because you want to test you know as close as possible. Um, and when you, you say know. clone, you're talking about taking your production environment mm-hmm. and cloning it back to one of your other environments. Right, right. I I like to do dev, you know. I like to call them sub sub prod one and sub prod two instead of test and dev um, because they're literally just clones or, of your production instance. So pick one of your sub prod instances, get that one on on the on the the correct in, environment, uh, and then test it, work with it. Um, then you want to upgrade your test environment, your sub prod two. And then that's where you apply the, the fixes, right, that you did in, in the development instance. You apply those to test. Then you go back through and, and test it again. Make sure everything's still working. And if it's still working and everything tests out good, that's when you get ready to move it to production. 
Now, when you move it to production, are you cloning it to production, or are you running the upgrade process into production? No, so you just run the upgrade process in production. But hopefully, you've cloned every time you've done, you know, so you, when you go to test, you're doing the same thing. You're going to clone it first, mm-hmm. your subprod two, you're going to clone it, then you're going to upgrade it. So you're going to make sure that they are, uh, that it's as close to production as possible. Um, and be careful on your version because there's there's patching that goes on all the time. You know, we, they've done the quarterly patching program. Mm-hmm. But if you're going from, let's say, London patch six to Madrid patch three, you want to make sure that the London patch six and to Madrid patch three is what you do in each environment. Makes sense. So you don't want any surprises, I guess you would. I will say, though, you know, clones aren't just for moving uh, upgrades, right? So we want to make sure on a regular basis, um, monthly, as often as you can anyway, uh, to clone your subprod instances to make sure that they're they're close. Anytime you're doing development, you got to keep them close. Okay. And when you do the, the upgrade process, ServiceNow kicks off a compare script, basically. Mm-hmm. And the compare script goes out and runs and says, this is what you've altered mm-hmm. versus what we've had. And right. so then you it gives you basically a checklist of things that you need to go through and check in or make sure that, right. that they're working. You've got to review each one at a code level. So you're, you go into the skipped items. Um, I'll give you a good example. In uh, the the young instance, we had sixty nine skipped items, right? Okay. In the environment at um, the customer that was the third customer service now, we had over a thousand skipped items, right? Um, and, and it's important at that point when you start identifying, hey, I've got a thousand skipped items. Uh, we want to start rolling them back, right? So you go to a code level. See if it's anything that you can keep or they've come out with new functionality. And you have the option at that point, roll it back out of the box or keep it. Well, if you roll it back out of the box and it breaks something, you can go back into it and then go ahead and reapply that 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 change, right? That that skipped item. So you're not if you roll it back, you're not doing yourself any you're you're not causing any permanent problems, right? And when you say roll it back for the lay people or the business owners out there, rolling it back means taking a customization out and mm-hmm. using an out-of-the-box functionality. That's right. Okay. That's right. So what it does is it just pulls that out and makes it go back. For example, a script. If I change 10 lines in the script, mm-hmm. you when you roll it back out-of-the-box, it, it rolls it back to the out-of-the-box script. And so those 10 lines are gone. And don't fret because, again, I've done this before. We roll back over 800 configuration items back out of the box from that one customization. Now we had to go back in about 10 or 15 of them and go, yeah, we we really want to keep this. <laughs> so we ended up having to, to fix those at that point. But that's kind of the the way we were able to get closer and closer to, to being a newer instance. Now, on that report, so say you're showing that report to a business owner uh, or to a manager or something like that, and you're seeing skipped items on that report, it doesn't necessarily mean that you're not live, that you're not ready to go. A skipped item just means this was customized. Right, and we're skipping it. That's it. 
Because um, service now is not going to take your data right. and override it. That's correct. Yeah, we're not. they're not going to override it. But it also means you own it. So if they change that script to make things better mm-hmm. and, and you've already changed the script, it's not going to upgrade it. So you own right. whatever that script is. So that's another reason to, to review those on a regular basis. Now, <clears throat> say you skip it and you roll forward to the next version. Right. Does that cause more problems or is it just a matter of rolling back if you decide you want to take that next version's functionality? So it, it depends. If, if it, one's playing off the other, you can it can cause kind of a cascade effect. But ServiceNow's upgrade process is very complex. And so it actually, you, the next version comes out, it will, it will tell you that it needs to be changed right uh, but that's also if you run into problems that's also why you get you know the service now guys on it that you know you have support for everything that's in there just don't get too far behind don't make them force patch you now there is a force process so that's a good good point um, let's talk about that for just a second and then we'll pause and, and uh, do a sponsor um, but um, the service now says that you have to maintain a certain level of up-to-date. Yes. And what is that? So uh, they have a quarterly patching program that actually will go in and patch you quarterly in whatever instance or whatever version you have. So if you stay current, you're going to be fine if if you control your patches yourself. Otherwise, they'll just force patch. Now, if I'm on uh, London Patch 6... They're going to force patch me quarterly to London Bat 7 and London Bat 8. If I'm on Madrid, if I'm the most current patch, which I never want to be, by the way, right. then they may not do it. But that's not the way they work. So they're going to patch it quarterly regardless. The question is, who controls it? Do you go out there and do it and make sure that you uh, control that patching yourself or at least the knowledge behind when it's happening? Or do you allow them to do it without knowing? Which is probably a bad idea. Yeah, it just, you don't know, you know, if nothing else, go out and make a change uh, request from that patch, right? So you know it's going to be patching on this day. I need to be prepared. I need to know if something breaks that it could be the patch. Now, when they do the patching, do they all generate the the list the same as the upgrade? No, no. But you do have the option to roll back patches. So that's one of the things... Uh, during the upgrade process, you can do, you can actually roll back um, the the patches. Now, from an upgrade, from a major upgrade perspective, like a London or Madrid, how many versions behind are you allowed to be? So I I don't think they allow. I you know I don't know the answer honestly. Okay. I will say that I don't think they allow you to be back more than a couple versions, uh, so unsupported. So at the minimum, you probably need to be planning on doing an upgrade once every two years. Yeah, I, I think it's a bad idea to do it every two years. I think it's a better idea to, to do it no less than every year. Once a year. Um, if you're going to continue to get that far behind, you're not taking advantage of all the good stuff that they bring to the table every time. Sounds good. So we're going to take a quick break here. And we're back talking about uh, upgrades, and cloning, and uh, we talked a little bit about uh, cloning, uh, about uh, preparing your environments, basically using the cloning process to prepare your environments, and then doing the upgrade itself. So I'll just let Jason take it away and yeah. uh, run through the stages of a good upgrade. 
So first thing you're going to do is you're going to research and plan, make sure everybody is on board. If you have an ITS, uh, a uh, service management team, you need to get them on, on board. Uh, after you get the, the research and planning done, you're going to prepare the instance. This means you wrap up all development and go ahead and clone over one of your sub-prod instances. Uh, next, you want to verify the, the upgrade configurations. First thing you need to do is go and check the, the monitor, right? So as your sub-prod's being upgraded, you can watch the monitor. Um, and the upgrade monitor is great. It tells you where, it at, where it's at and what's going on. Um, and that will help. And then after that gets done, in that monitor is going to show you what, what's been skipped, what the problems are. Um, and it'll let you know if it, it failed. I haven't had one fail, but I understand it will let you know that. Okay. Uh, you're going to go start testing. Subprod instance, subprod one, you're going to test. Um, send everybody and their dog to do whatever they can do to test to try and break it. I mean, that's where you, you get the, the quality there. You want to make sure and get everybody testing what they do. Uh, so a lot of people, you know, I, I find that we, when going into clients or going into uh, um, consulting situations, that a lot of people don't have a robust testing uh, setup, or they don't know exactly what to test, and they look at you and like, well, what are we supposed to test? And I mean, the answer to that is, you test Everything. what you do, right? <laughs> yeah. So, so every major right. process you do, you need to have a test case right. for. Every workflow you got to test. Every form you have to test. Every um, table you have to make sure everything's together on. Uh, but look at the skip stuff, so right? And read the notes. So one of the things that people forget to do, don't do because they don't want to, is reading the, um, the, the actual release notes from each version. Now, don't get me wrong. It's read the short version because if you read all of it, it's like four hundred ninety pages long. So it, it it is it is you don't need to go down to that uh, level. Take me six months. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, so you, but they have a shortened version. Mm -hmm. uh, ServiceNow provides that's kind of like highlights. Here's what we're doing. Here's cliff what we're notes. Changing. Cliff notes. Yes, I like cliff notes. Upgrade for dummies. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, you know, go through that. That's part of the research and planning phase. Make sure you know what to expect before you upgrade. And then when you get that, then you've got to say, okay, what do we do? Let's have everybody start working in it. Let's start basically um, have somebody on your service desk working, for your, working their tickets and putting in incidents and somebody that's, in your change management process, testing changes, um, and not just one, right? Throw in a whole bunch of standards, a whole bunch of normals, you know, a whole bunch of, you know, um, changes. And so once you get all that done and you get it tested out, you're going to find things that aren't, aren't working the way it's they're expected. You're going to. Create an update set. Create an update set. Make sure everything gets in the update set for it. Because that's what you're going to move over to uh, your your subprod two in order to do your additional testing. Now, what's an update set? Can you go back and explain that a little bit? Um, update set. Uh, think of it as a repository for your code, for your everything that you do. So you create this update set and you get in the update set, and then everything you do is saved in there. Everything you change in the system is saved in there. 
Now, is that data as well as code, or is that just code? No, that's just, it's code fields. There's a lot of stuff that isn't, actually. Okay. So, things like groups, mm-hmm. um, adding a name to, so data inside the table will not be saved in that. Okay, but that's taken care of with a clone. That is taken care of from, from the production clone, okay. right? Uh, but if you change something in the data in your subprod one, when you move it to subprod two, it's, it's obviously not going to move. Okay. Makes sense. So ServiceNow added something uh, what, a couple of versions ago called Automated Test Framework. Yeah, so ATFs. Yeah. So reduce, you know, you need to focus on those before you go do the next upgrade. They take a little time to build. I'm not going to say they don't. They're not, uh, um, they're not a five-second build, so you've got to work on them. But get everything in that. So right, test everything out that way. And uh, it will allow you to test your system quickly and get ready for your upgrade faster. So an automated test framework is basically you build a process that you can fire off as an event that basically does data entry, does runs through the process right. for you? Yes, yeah. So it will actually create um, however many incidents you tell it to create. Create 50 incidents, right? Create 20 changes. And it does that, and it checks for any errors or any problems, right? Great. Um, don't get me wrong. You are still going to have to do some personal, some individualized testing. But if you're like me, I send all my developers to go do all that initial testing that can be done by the ATFs before I send it to end users for testing. That's a good idea. So, because I do that, and if I had the ATFs, I would, wouldn't have to spend so much time for the team. I could run the ATFs, have one of my guys do a little bit of visual testing, and then send it to the, to the end users to start testing. Okay, so you've, <clears throat> you've done your automated test, you've done your development test, you've done your user testing, and you think, okay, now everything's good to go, then what? So, you've got your fixes together, you move it over to your subprod two environment. You you move the update set into the new environment, into the subprod two environment after the upgrade, and then just you got to go back through testing, right? So run those tests again. The ATFs or they take no time to run. Send it to end users. They don't have to spend as much time the second time around, right? We want to check anything, especially that was a problem the first time around. So this is kind of a, a sanity check. It's Yeah, it's a sanity check. Did we really fix everything? Yeah. Once that's done and everything looks great, we just simply go back and uh, get get it started with our production system. Get started doing the, the upgrade, get the upgrade done, move the update sets over. Um, you know, we had, we did it at 11 o'clock the other night to... Uh, our upgrade, we added the upgrade the other day, and at 11 o'clock we started it. Uh, checking the monitor, it was done in 35 minutes. Um, then we applied the, the patches. Everything was done so quickly. The rest of it was the sanity check in production. Don't do live testing, by the way. But go in and look at things, right? Don't dev and prod. Don't yeah, don't don't dev and prod. It, it don't run a bunch of tests and it takes stuff like in the production. Ninety percent of the fun out of the job. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Look, as it sends the CEO messages, yeah. uh, I'll never forget. I've, I learned that lesson the hard way, right? 
So I, I ended up uh, at one of the companies, we were moving a process to production. And as we moved the process to production, we forgot to turn off notifications. <laughs> and so we had to switch uh, basically a checkbox off and then back on. And it sent 2,500 emails saying that their systems are not compliant to everybody in the organization. That's awesome. And then sent 2,500 more saying they were now compliant. That's awesome. <laughs> well, at least it covered you back. Right, yeah. yeah. I mean, nothing like spamming people. Yeah. So the <laughs> testing is very important. Uh, making sure that that's done. We used to call them smoke tests. Yes. So yeah. that came from working on circuits where you basically apply power and see if it catches fire. If it doesn't catch fire, right, it's yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know, but uh, but that's that's the smoke test. That's, that's it's called the, a smoke yes. test. Turn it on and see if it smokes. <laughs> I like that. I like that a lot. All right. So you've run the upgrade. Then um, you moved the upgrade to production. And now... Are you done or do you need to do anything else? No, once it's in production and everything looks good, just make sure you have support staff in case something does does break. Don't don't say, okay, it's great and go on vacation, you know. Um, you want to stick around to make sure that if there's an issue that they're, that it's resolved quickly for your end user. We have to keep buy-in, right? We need to keep everybody happy to keep people buying into um, the things that ServiceNow can do. And you can only do that with happy customers. So don't flip it on and run. Yeah, don't flip it on and run. I, I, I know the temptation's there. Gotcha. I, yeah, so. Yeah. Especially when it's like 2 in the morning or 3 in the morning when you're <laughs> doing these upgrades, right? Yeah, yeah we get done. So you know what? I'm going to sleep for the next 72 hours. So if you need me. Right, yeah. Yeah. yeah do not disturb is on. <laughs> yeah. You don't need to do anything else. Yeah. All right, so that's um, a quick fly-through of upgrades and um, and um, cloning. Uh, now, you know, every upgrade is going to be different because every environment's different. That's one of the benefits of ServiceNow is mm -hmm. it comes to you, you build it for your environment, mm -hmm. which means that there's not a template that's a universal template for upgrades. So every instance that's out there is going to have its own unique set of challenges and problems. Absolutely. But go out there. There is an upgrade checklist that ServiceNow provides you that is amazingly thorough. It is a PDF. Google it. It'll come up. Trust me. It'll be on the top five. It's it's great. ServiceNow upgrade checklist is fantastic. And it came comes directly from them, from their professionals. They know what they're doing. So that's a good thing, a good resource, you know. Okay, sounds great. Now let's do the worst case scenarios. So you do all your tests, you do all your smoke tests, you don't notice any smoke, right? You get it out there into production, but there's something wrong. Can you roll back? <laughs> no. No, cannot roll back. So, no, the, it's, it, you, can, uh, you cannot roll back the upgrade. Okay. So that's one reason we did it at 11 o'clock at night. So what happens is, yes, you can, you can restore it from a backup. Okay, they back it up every night. They back it up on a regular basis. So what I found is it seems like in my instance, it depends on yours, they always run a backup about 6 o'clock. Can you configure that or is that ServiceNow does it? ServiceNow does it. Uh, I'm not sure if you can request that through the High Portal. I believe you can request it from the High Portal. I think you can. So um, definitely something to look at. So what I do is I just I know there's a nightly backup and it happens pretty early in the evening. So what I'll do is I'll go in there. Make sure the backup's done, right? And then I'll do the upgrade after that. 
That uh, that reminds me of something that's probably important for a business owner or for someone non-technical to understand is uh, with ServiceNow, you don't flip the switch. You schedule with them to flip the switch yeah. for you in the upgrade, right? Right. Which is, which is great, honestly. Which also means that they're aware it's going on mm-hmm. and they are aware they're going to need support staff in case something does happen that's not right. Now, is that for... All instances or just the main production instances? All instances. Okay. So you have to schedule it with ServiceNow. So you can't just on a whim decide to upgrade. Right. Instance. That's all done through the high portal. Okay. Now on the the clones, that's you can actually request those in your production instance. Right. Okay. So what you can do is go in, request the clone yourself. It's still done by, by, by ServiceNow or um, a bot or by something. But you do can request it from your production instance. Sounds good. Anything else we need to talk about? No. Clone often. Clone often. Clone often. Test often. often. Test often. Stay on top of it. Don't let it go too far because let it go too far, it becomes a bear to get to get right. Make a cup of coffee before you start. Yeah, yeah. You don't have to do it at midnight. As a matter of fact, this is just the organization that wanted to do it. Then there is um, there is another option right there this happens behind the scenes you could actually do it during the day um but i don't necessarily like that just in case something does go awry um but it is an option to do it during the day and then at the end of the upgrade apply the the, the patch there the fixes and and you're done but we talk it's about, a little more risky we talk about doing it during the day though how often how long will users be out of the system they're not they're not. That's the one nice thing about ServiceNow is they didn't actually kick anybody out. Now they may, they may end up not seeing um, the new stuff until they log out and log back in. Okay. So. So you can do a live upgrade while people work. If you're a twenty, if you're a twenty four seven organization, you can run this without a yes. without a uh, an outage window. Absolutely, absolutely. Okay. There's there is no outage from doing a ServiceNow upgrade. It's still a good idea to have it, it can, manual processes right. as a backup, but theoretically, and it can slow it down. A you're not going to be interrupted. But it, but it, but I've had, uh, I've done lots of upgrades and never had any of them completely stop anybody's ability to work. And I will say that um, we have collectively been through what eight, nine, ten upgrades <laughs> at least. Yeah, and at least never had any major catastrophes. No, no, it's it's. Even with the heavily customized. But that goes back to planning, right? That goes back to the fact that we have we have to do it right so we do that testing and we do all of that fun stuff. Sounds good. Okay, well, I think that wraps it up. Um, <clears throat> we're going to be at Knowledge. Jason's going to be at Knowledge this next week. Yes. Uh, Knowledge is ServiceNow's um, uh, what, Woodstock. Yes, it's that's like, exactly. It's like, it's like exactly. Witch, witch talk for geeks. Yes, yes. So, um, anyways, uh, so Jason will be at ServiceNow uh, Knowledge. Um, he's going to have uh, try to record podcasts from ServiceNow. So if you'd like to be on the podcast, um, find, find me, him, get me. Hit him, send him a message on LinkedIn. Yes, absolutely. Uh, or an email or something like that. Our email is servicesharp at sharpstonegroup.com. Uh, we'll post our LinkedIn uh, information in the, in the uh, show notes. Uh, and uh, thank you. We'll be back next week. Actually, we'll be broadcasting from knowledge. nightly. So we'll have uh, an episode every night. Um, 
not necessarily maybe a huge episode every night, but right, it yeah. depends. Yeah. Uh, hopefully we'll be able well, to do and some Well, it depends on who I'm going like to be able to get to come to the interviews. So yeah. I'm hoping so. to get, uh, you know, uh, some of the some of the ServiceNow guys you know. So uh, we'll, we'll see how that goes. Be very cool. Thank you. Thank you.